On today's episode, you're going to learn why every direct-to-consumer brand needs a single source of truth that lies in their data. This is a great episode you don't want to miss, so do stay tuned. Retail and e-commerce have witnessed an unprecedented transformation in the last decade. The widespread adoption of mobile technology, social media, as well as the lowered cost of cloud-based technology have not only eroded the barriers to entry in retail, but it's also led to the rapid rise and dominance of digital native product brands that sell directly to their customers. On this podcast, you'll get the scoop on customer acquisition and retention strategies employed by high-growth digital native product brands. Not being afraid to spend because you know that customer is going to pay it back uh, three or four-fold. That's when you start to unlock channels in the way that they were meant to be used. And- Listen to interviews with experts at the forefront of technology and innovation in digital retail. Three years ago, they wouldn't have come to us because, yeah, the macro trend of cloud, Wi-Fi, broadband availability, that was a real, that was a real problem. Hear first-hand stories from founders of innovative direct-to-consumer brands. Although I was thinking about the competition, I was more thinking about, like, how do I just build a freaking successful business? We focus on driving as much traffic as possible, converting that traffic, uh, and then dumping money back into driving more traffic. These insights will help you consistently 2x growth in specific areas of your direct-to-consumer brand. This is the 2x e-commerce podcast, hosted by Kunle Campbell. Hello, hello, hello. It's Kunle Campbell, the host of the 2X e-commerce podcast. Welcome to the podcast dedicated to rapid growth in e-commerce. That's 2X e-commerce. Now, um, on today's episode, you're, you're about to listen to it. It's, it's an interview I had um, a few days ago with Michael Vadini. He is the, the brains, the CEO and founder behind the business intelligence platform called Glue.io. That's G-L-E-W.io. Now, Glue.io have been is a company I've been speaking with for I don't know. I've been in communication with them for about four or five years, and um, I've seen them grow. I think what really stands out for me is the way they present, you know, metrics that matter from platforms, from you know, varied platforms, and how raw this, um, and at the same time, how um, adjustable, how flexible you know, these metrics can um, be presented, especially at a board level. Now, this conversation I have with Michael, um, we really delve deep into metrics that matter, metrics in their system that actually matters, metrics that you can um, use in your whatever business intelligence system you're, um, you know, you're using. You might be on a spreadsheet now, you might be on, you know, Tableau, you might be on any other platform, but, you know, we specifically talk about the importance of metrics, um, CLV. Um, we talk about, um, average order value. The, you know, the big question is how, how do you measure CLV? How flexible, you know, CLV is measured. Um, we talk about, integration with glue um i think at, at the moment they have about 95 integrations and um we, we we just talk about how you use data to navigate your journey or your um your success in, in as an e-commerce business um 
yeah, so it's it's a great one. You should listen to if you're looking um, at just figuring out what metrics you know to to really change the financials and change the trajectory of growth in your business. Now, before I let you go, um, if you're tuning to this podcast from Apple, from an Apple device, an Apple iOS device. Um, please hit subscribe in the podcast app. Um, if you're on any other device, hit subscribe on whatever platform you use. And um, if you're on Apple, again, um, please leave us a review. I don't really care what kind of review you leave us. It could be, so long as it's honest, right? Um, I would be most um, grateful because I would love feedback, you know, feed, reviews as feedback. And um, if you could do that, that would be great. And remember, if you want to continue this conversation, um, we have a Facebook group, an active Facebook group. Um, just search for 2x e-commerce on Facebook um, and, um, you know, join the group. Um, we'll ask you about three questions, but um, yeah, join the group. It'd be amazing to reconnect on there. Um, so enjoy this episode I have with Michael and I shall catch you on the other side. Thank you. Cheers. behind on planning for Black Friday and Cyber Monday? Well, Klaviyo is here to help. Klaviyo is the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for online brands of all kinds and all sizes. With email automation, SMS marketing, list growth tools, and more, you'll get everything you need to build strong relationships that keep your customers coming back. And with the holiday season right around the corner, there's no time like the present. Get up and running quickly with Klaviyo's lightning fast integrations, pre-built marketing automations, and the beautiful email templates. Whether you're a billion dollar business or just starting out, Klaviyo is the e-commerce marketing platform for growth during the holidays and long after. Get a free trial at klaviyo.com slash 2x. That is K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash 2X. Let's take a quick break to talk about screwing up. Accidents happen. Perhaps you installed an app that messed up your theme or a CSV import completely messed up your product catalog. Common myth. Cloud-based e-commerce platforms like Shopify and BigCommerce have automatic backup solutions you can use when something goes wrong with your store. This is simply untrue. They don't. Myth busted. So what do you do? You use Rewind. Rewind will protect Shopify and BigCommerce stores with automatic backups. Rewind should be the first app you install to protect your store against human error, misbehaving apps, or collaborators gone bad. It's like having your very own magic undo button. Rewind is trusted by over 25,000 businesses from side hustles to the biggest retail brands you can think of. Gymshark, Movement Watches and Pampers all use Rewind for automatic backups. So here's a deal for 2Xs. If you head over to rewind.io, which is R-E-W-I-N-D.io, install Rewind, you'll get to use it for free for seven days. If you reach out to the Rewind team and mention the 2X e-commerce podcast, they'd extend your seven-day trial for a full month for free. Enjoy peace of mind with Rewind backups. Remember to head over to rewind.io and don't forget to mention the 2X e-commerce podcast for a full month trial.
Hello, 2Xers. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast. And I'm your host, Kone Campbell. This is a podcast dedicated to rapid growth in online retail and direct-to-consumer commerce. Now, if you work in marketing at an e-commerce business or a founder at a direct-to-consumer e-commerce, what I'm going to do is help you sell more. And the way I do it is um, we find an expert, a founder, or a representative from a best-in-class SaaS product. We, you know, get them to share their knowledge to help you grow metrics such as conversions, average order value, repeat customers, traffic, and ultimately sales. Um, Our remit essentially is to help you sell more sustainably. On today's episode, I am joined by Michael Valdini. He's a very experienced CEO, Chief Executive Officer um, in the computer software industry. And um, more interestingly, um, I have known uh, Michael since about 2017. He founded Glue in um, in summer of 2016. Um, at the time, we were having conversations, you know, um, to see if you know we could, you know, come into the show and you know talk about it. Now, what, what is Glue? Glue is a powerful analytics and business intelligence, you know, platform for e-commerce businesses and agencies, um, you know, and it, it really covers all bases. It just doesn't cover your store, but it covers multi-channel e-commerce analytics, essentially. It's, I think what gets me, because some of my clients use Glue is how user-friendly Glue, you know, Glue is, how interactive it is, and um, its ability to connect with various sources. The last time I checked, um, Glue was supporting over... 90 APIs, I believe, 95 API integrations at the time. Um, and, um, according to Michael, um, the team are adding six to 10 integrations every quarter. Um, I think I said too much. I'd just like to welcome Michael to the show. Welcome, Michael. Yeah. Thank you. It's great to be here. Fantastic. Um, could you, um, take, a little moment to um, talk about glue and its evolution, you know, from, um, from back in the days, it's been four years, you know, good four years, a very interesting four years. Um, tell, tell us where you've come from and where you are, you know, now as a platform. Yeah. Um, it's, I really like the way that you position that because um, it really has been and continues to be an evolution. A never, we're never done learning because we're obviously, uh, constantly interacting with thousands of companies about what they need and um, off of you know, in their ability to uh, to manage all the data uh, that, to run their business more effectively. When we started out, um, the company was actually founded in 14, but we, we had a product roadmap. It took us two years to get to our first release in the summer of 2016. We had a very um, plainly stated mantra, which was to be the best e-commerce um, analytics and business intelligence platform on the planet. We, that's what we wanted to become. I'm not sure that we necessarily knew what that even meant to be totally honest with you. I think we're learning every day what that really means Mm -hmm. across a very large uh, section of uh, subscribers. Mm -hmm. And um, so when it started out, if you think about the, the the core data sources that all online retailers, online merchants, D2C, CPG, all everybody uses, you've got your, usual suspects of, of card systems and advertising and channels and all, all the data. But what we've come to, what we came to learn over time is that in every aspect of the platform, uh, there's really never ending development that has to happen. And so the way I would, the way I would describe that is if you think of 
Um, as you mentioned, you're, you're right on. We are about 95 currently standard integrations um, and adding, like you said, about 10 a quarter, um, as well as ETLing all that blended data and having that reside in a single repository, a single a big data warehouse. So now I've got my data management capabilities. The question is, how do we render or deliver that, um, that information to the, the people consuming it in a way that will be useful and standard and effective. And so you mentioned uh, a SaaS product. We have a standard SaaS offering, Glue.io, where we have you know, literally hundreds of different uh, key metrics and KPIs and also the ability to create custom visualizations and segmentation and all different types of you know, capabilities, as well as the ability to connect your uh, a BI tool directly to the warehouse and create custom visualizations um, and then, and, there, and that evolution still isn't done. Those are that's just what happened in the last four years. We have a very assertive roadmap about um, taking that to the next level around what we call uh, push technology, around automation, and around alerts. Because what we really want to do is do all we can for the online seller to have not only for it to be actionable, to but to enable them to take the action and to enable yeah. them to affect not only you know the things they're managing but everything you know for all the people they're depending on in their organization to optimize uh you know their selling yep no i i agree that there's one thing having the data and then there's another thing knowing what to do with the data so those notches i guess will be the next step where um with all of the information you've sort of you have, you know, privy to, you have access to, um, you're able to make much, you'll be able to suggest much more intelligent, you know, um, next steps for marketing teams, I, I, I would think. That's exactly right. It, what's really interesting to me, I'm so, I, I love this business and I literally uh, wake up early electrified every day about what's happening with Glue and, and the platform. And it mostly is because I guess it's because I'm so old and I've been around so long. I had a career in ERP and business intelligence. I've been a, you know 35 years in the software industry, and I see everything come together in in this platform. Because again, these uh, if you everything from let's say a D2C brand that's having great success, uh, I'll, I'll give you one example. Um, just had a recent a new very su- successful D2C brand that just subscribed to glue and the founder of that company who has extremely uh, high growth and uh, now has a company that's worth a, a ton of money. Um, he was his own marketing person for a lot of years, you know, not a lot, but three to four years. Um, he knows what he, he, he has the brains and a couple of people close by worked with him, had the brains and they really worked off of his gut. In other words, he, it was the know-how and the expertise, but he knew they can't scale that business working off the gut because he's on to bigger things yeah. to scale the business, especially having taken down significant investment in the company. And he now has to rely on a platform that he can that, that brings him the intelligence that will affect all the parts of the business, customers, products, orders, inventory, uh, advertising, return on ads, all the things you mentioned, you know, how do I get my AOV, my acquisition costs, all these key uh, performance indicators. Um, it, it's not a, a one-man show back in the DTC. At the same time, we have a $30 billion CPG company that now, of course, like many, are they're having to get into the game 
of uh, going direct and being their own channel. Mm-hmm. And they have, they don't have the simplicity of the, the emerging company. They have all that complexity associated with being a global company with marketing people and all and merchandising and, and product managers all over the world selling the same brands in different locations or selling multiple brands and not having the ability because, again, their data sources are in all these disparate locations until they have the ability using glue to get that all into one location to know simple things like, is this direct business as profitable as we think it is? I'll give you one quick anecdote, which is one of my favorite ones. In this $30 billion company, one of the greatest things Glue did for them, but we, they have over 26 integrations, so 26 data sources all coming together into a single warehouse. The biggest thing that they had to find out is what it, what is really happening with our shipping and shipping costs as it relates to our ability to manage it effectively to not erode our target profitability mm. um, and to do that across their brands and um, and across all the campaigns and advertising and promotions that they're running. Um, you know, that's just, that's so, so, it's so interesting. In, in, in that instance, where, where do you start? I, I think it starts, you know, one of the, that's one of the things that we've learned is it starts with getting, um, you asked me about this, you know, what is the headline here? We've got to get trust in our data. We've got to put trust in our data. We have to know that we have a comp- all the data. We have all the data that we need. There's integrity. It's refreshed at a frequency that we can rely upon for accurate reporting. Mm-hmm. And we can get that then in a standard fashion of into the hands of the people that we're relying on to optimize our business. Mm-hmm. And the more that we can continuously improve the ability, whether it's on the marketing side, the product side, the, the cost management side, the inventory management side, all these key drivers to performance, um, whether it's a merchant uh, it may be a merchant. It may be a D2C. It may be uh, a large CPG company. They all It's all the same. How do I optimize and learn and continuously improve uh, against continuously emerging competition? Right. And we have, to, we have to start with the data, and then we have to get it propagated out to um, the tool set that we use. In this case, for us, Glue.io is the standard tool set, and then all the additional custom visualizations that complement what's standard hopefully give one a holistic view of everything that each of us respectively needs in the company. Okay. Right. Um, I'm going to get into some very technical questions, but I think I want to start out with how you decided to choose e-commerce back in 2016. You said you had, you actually started in 2014 and, you know, you didn't develop the product until 2016. Why e-commerce? Do you have a background in e-commerce? Does your co-founder have, you know, um, a background in e-commerce? Why choose e-commerce? It's a great question. And initially, we viewed BI more generally, and we, we, we viewed this opportunity, this market opportunity, more generally. And mm-hmm. when I say that, what I mean is think of the inclusion mm-hmm. of um, of the B2B world, and, and that world then involves a whole different set mm-hmm. of um, data sources. And what we saw was that the, 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 the emerging opportunity um, and uh, the emerging opportunity as well as the ability to, to do it well. In other words, in a digital world, you can more effectively leverage that environment because we live in a digital world. 
In the traditional B2B world, in the brick and mortar world, what we found is there are too many exceptions and too many, um, too much what I would call like uh, legacy embedded in the, the processes and the activities yeah. that would make it a, a marginalized offering. And so we wanted the purity. And the other thing is we always said, and my Carmen Bedini is our co-founder, as he always said, we want to be on the right side of commerce, just like you want to be on the right side of history. Yeah. You got to be on the right side of commerce and commerce is going the way of the digital experience, even for B2B. So that, and that's why we did that. We made the move. Because, because there are other options are the SaaS, the apps, you know, and those also reside, you know, in, in digital commerce and you can see the entire funnel and, you know, in those, um, yes. in, in those other, but e-commerce, you know, and as you said, that foresight is, it's impressive that you have the foresight. Who would have known, you know, um, Shopify would be what it is today. Who would have known Amazon would be the most, you know, valuable company in the world, you know, and you know have the wealthiest, the wealthiest man in the world. So that foresight is what I'm trying to dig into. Um, so, so kudos to you in terms of like the the foresight of seeing, you know, e-commerce going the way it is. You know, back in 2014, we're talking about because um, yeah, because I, I interviewed one of my first interviews on here um, was a for for a business intelligence platform that kind of their, their, their heart and soul was, um, was SaaS and e-commerce was kind of like a side project. They ended up selling to Magento eventually, but the focus really essentially for that company, I can't quite recall the name of the company, but I remember, you know, he, he granted me, I, I remember the interview quite vividly. Um, yeah, was was SaaS. They they had the SaaS and subscription yeah. offering, um, yeah. and yeah. then e-commerce. Was it RJ Metrics? Was RJ Metrics? Yes, RJ Metrics yeah. was is it? Yeah. yeah. And I was quite yeah. surprised no, with no. the Magento acquisition because you know most of their clients were, were SaaS, you know, clients. Yes, it's very yeah. interesting that you say that. It's right on the money. We tracked that company and many other companies when we were positioning what we believe would be an opportunity. Um, we still have. Um, influences out there that would suggest that we would look at the world differently, but we're, we're very focused right now on the yeah. market we're serving. Yeah. One of the interesting things what I'm thrilled about um, is that if you think about some of these very you know, big time unicorn level companies, that names that we would all be familiar with in terms of whether they're data pipeline companies or data warehouse companies, um, and in some cases, BI visualization tools, those tools coming out of the box when you subscribe don't deliver out of the, when you sign up what an e-commerce company or a an e-commerce business is looking for hmm. they deliver the ability at best to arrive at the data in other words i can get you some of the data not all of it um, i may or may not etl it it's in a warehouse for you but from a different company another company says here's my bi tool so you may have many times our our best um, customers' biggest wins is decommissioning three or four different platforms, big companies too, that you'd recognize and um, putting it all into a single glue subscription because it's so, as you said, so niche and focused. Now, and I'll give you a quick example. It's not just having the, the data in the warehouse. It's having the data that's the metadata that's produced from that data. So I'll give you an example, lifetime value. One of our favorite stories is about a successful merchant that um, became a glue subscriber and was seeking to raise capital. And there was a big, there's some key metrics that, that private equity was looking for out of his business. And one of those was around, you know, lifetime value. What are we really going to see for every dollar invested um, in terms of our expected return from those customers? And he really didn't have the ability 
to effectively show. So you asked, you know, earlier, a good question about like timeframes, like go to your date picker and pick a time frame and get a cohort of customers and then put those customers, that cohort year over year and show me the effectiveness of your selling and your capability to build a positive uh, growing lifetime value around the, that customer cohort. And that, that information is all available in Glue. And that he was able to raise capital based on having that information at his fingertips. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Let's take this quick break to hear from our sponsors. Is your e-commerce store powered by Magento, BigCommerce, Commerce Cloud, WooCommerce, or a custom cat platform? Is it slow? Does it have too many fields or involves too many steps to complete a purchase? Enter and Bolt. It's the fastest e-commerce checkout in the industry, period. Bolt loads 10x faster than native checkouts with an average checkout duration of just over 30 seconds. Bolt is mobile native with no scroll on mobile screens. It offers a zero fraud guarantee and has has 42% fewer fields in native checkout. Bolt supports Stripe, Apple Pay, PayPal, and several more payment gateways and providers. Bolt helped luxury sunglasses brand Dita reduce checkout abandonment by 32%, which resulted in a 50% conversion rate uplift. Don't lose customers at checkout. Use Bolt. Bolt is offering a completely free bottom of funnel checkout audit to 2x e-commerce listeners. Head over to bolt.com forward slash 2x to get your free checkout audit now. That's bolt.com forward slash 2x. Okay, let's let's segue into that. That's a very fascinating question, um, you know, um, story because um, you're using data to back your, you know, um, your your goals essentially, whether it's to raise capital or whether it's to maximize customer lifetime value. Um, it, it starts with the data, right? It starts with the data. Okay, so let's talk about. Um, I'm on a glue platform right now. I'm, I'm just going through a glue platform. Let's talk about how you calculate CAC customer acquisition cost. Um, so for the people listening that are not used to a platform like Glue, um, how does your, obviously your, your, your platform is using, you know, um, some of the best computations or formulas to, to calculate, you know, customer acquisition cost. So what's the most optimal way of figuring out, you know, your, your CAC, which is the starting point in, in e-commerce before we move into CLV? Right. Okay. Well, I would say this. I let me tell you how we do come up with those calculations because I couldn't give you here the most recent like definition of our CAC formula or calculation. But let me let me let me take CAC, but also let me take things like lifetime value, but also okay. let me take things like an attribution model, for example. Because yep. yep. attribution is so fundamental to a lot of what we do. Um, within the glue, you know, uh, warehouse. So we have uh, a handful, not a big group. It's just six to eight people that are on what we call our data team. And these are people that are not, they are not necessarily, I wouldn't call them necessarily data scientists or BI people. That's a different group of people. These are people that are from the, are from the e-commerce industry that they know e-commerce, they they were in e-commerce before we met them. And really it's a blessing actually that we were able to have them join our company. They bring something that again is very key to putting trust into your data. And that is around having the domain expertise that goes into the calculations 
any one of our calculations. And it's not, you would think that that would be a very straightforward answer. Like, in other words, I could go to a formula, a recipe book and tell you, this is CAP, this is AOV, this is lifetime value, this is my return on ad spend, this is my attribution model. And it's not true. What we find is that across the carts, across different tools, across different customers, you can actually have differences about what elements are included in one calculation, the very same calculation from one of those environments to the next. So what we what we do, this our data team is responsible to do, like we just recently introduced um, more multiple, your ability to select um, an alternative, like a first attribution versus last attribution model within the same data set. So that because we know people look at these things, we happen to have a heavy emphasis in our company around first order attribution, just because we tend to put other emphasis in the rest of the product around what that means to, to you know, your decision making. But this data team is responsible to net out what we think are the best practices and matches up with what will provide you know, across the whole product, um, the continuity to give the, you know, again, trusted trusted data, trusted reporting. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, I couldn't tell you right now how we calculate CAC. I could tell you how we make all our calculations. And we just have, we have a major release coming out right now Mm -hmm. um, called CSV2. It's for our customer segment version two, which really will um, upgrade many of those calculations to be reflective of one example would be for some new data available to us um, in the APIs that were, you know, our, our sources of data. So let me give you an example. One of the things that people ask about the value of our platform, when you have 100 integrations and we're going to add, like you said, 10 a quarter, the average e-commerce online seller has 26 plus, 26 data sources, 26 software packages that they use to run their company. Hmm. Typically, at least 70 to 80% of those sources are sources that they seek to make part of their blended their, their what we call our glue intelligent warehouse mm-hmm. that provides all the insights that they're looking for. Mm-hmm. So those APIs, those data sources, literally we have team, a team dedicated just to maintaining the, the currency of that, of those data sources because mm-hmm. it changes constantly. Shopify, I, I, my understanding is, is just released new data elements that are available in the API that because we can get at it now, will allow us to enhance our ability yeah. to do our report. So yeah. it's there, there's value. Again, it starts with the, the, the data integrations themselves, the validity okay. and the frequency of those integrations. So, so I guess you have staff that man each integration that just uh, each API, you know, um, and yes. just figure out, you know, what's new. And then you adapt the platform to each, to each API, to the data provided by each API. Yeah. We have, think of it, we have 35 people in our company that do nothing but create new and maintain existing currency on those data sources. Right. right. Makes sense. Makes sense. So that's where the, that's where the data integrity starts. Okay. And then there's the ETL routines, and then there's the warehouse. Mm-hmm. And that warehouse is what renders that SaaS, that glue.io yeah. standard, standard product. And then you can complement that with custom visualizations through something called BI Tunnel. Tunnel, yeah. Tunnel is on the left nav. So now I have a user experience. 
We'll talk about that, you know, shortly. Okay, so let's look at, you know, customer lifetime, you know, value. It's a very contentious issue in um, in e-commerce, especially given the fact that, you know, products in e-commerce vary. You know, if I was selling razors, um, my customer lifetime value calculation will be different to if I was selling cameras or camera lenses, um, just due to the very nature of the products. So does Glue offer that flexibility or would you, let's start out with what advice would you give to um, to e-commerce, you know, retailers or, you know, um, e-commerce marketing teams listening to this, trying to establish or optimize their lifetime value, um, the, the, the lifetime value, um, you know, computation, uh, what would you, what should you look at from, um, from your metrics? And, you know, cause given data is the holy grail of everything, um, what, what should you look at in terms of, you know, um, calculate what, what type of cohorts you time courts you do look at in terms of calculating the lifetime value? That's an uh, excellent question. And I would, um, <clears throat> we have something within glue and, and, and within our team, we call it like the, the, the like the triangle. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's like the Holy grail of finding, and you mentioned parts of it just now. So think about um, the, the operative elements being one is time. So where does the time yeah. And what is the customer base and what you know, my customer cohort and what, is, what are the products that, you know, equal that uh, amount to the revenue that I'm tracking associated with that customer cohort over that period of time. So think of those three elements in one look. So if I asked you um, for the advertising that for whatever level of, you know, uh, advertising spend across whatever number of channels, because there's think of it as multiple channels for my advertising over a certain period of time, right? And I'm able to, to make a certain level of, with this customer base of se- selling that produced this much revenue. Mm-hmm. If you think about that, looking at it as a cohort or looking at it as that triangle of information, we have the ability to slice, time slice that over the course of your business and we, in our business, we look at customer at lifetime value for the customers. Customer, we have lifetime value associated with products, lifetime value associated with orders. The, the lifetime RLTV metric is applied throughout the entire product. So it's it's the goal is to continuously look at when you're looking at lifetime value, you're looking at, and particularly in that triangle, what is the most effective combination of that I'm that I'm able to produce the greatest lifetime value, and wouldn't you if you knew that um, you could take on sell to 500 new customers this month, and that the that you were driving positive results in terms of the average order value, okay, the return on your ad spend, and all the other elements that go into what the value is for so your lifetime value associated with that those elements. Wouldn't you want to repeat that over and over and over? And that that is what that is what why for us again, and I'm probably the least person to describe it in terms of the calculation itself because our data team never is never done. Um, you know, our mantra is this: we have, we want lifetime value permeated throughout the entire product for those those elements. Um, we would be pushing hard to say place a lot of value on LTV. That is, we, we want our ad, we want our spend to drive LTV. We want what customers, 
We want to know what content is driving. Exactly. We, we, we want to know everything's got to lead to a higher LTV for us. Exactly. Exactly. As in you, and you know, the LTV determines how much you're going to spend up front. You know, from from a CAC perspective, from a customer acquisition cost perspective, you know, and that gives you that. Um, um, it gives you the the confidence, you know, to to moving forward with with the way you spend on advertising. So I get. So um, my question, I guess, would be: Does Glue automatically read the data and figure out the metrics and those triangle in in the triangle? Um, yes. In, in terms of like yeah. the, the time, the customer base cohort, and then the products. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. it determines it. Then it calculates a CLV and presents it. Or do you sit down with a with 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 somebody from Glue and then um, you set those those metrics? You know, on there you set um, the time. I guess um, okay, we're going to calculate CLV based on a two year period. Um, we expect you know customers to churn after two years, or we expect um, you know this relationship to be about five years. Um, and um, over that five years, we expect them to purchase this number of times, and so um, we're able to, you know, figure it out. You know, um, how does it does it just read it? No, that's a phenomenal question. It goes right to the heart of it. So, the date picker. So we went to the date picker, and we and then we created a customer segment, and then all of our charts provide. We'll use those two criteria as the basis. So I could go right now, look at my LTV. I could look at my return on ad spend. I could look at all these KPIs pivoting around those elements. So I could say for this time frame, for this customer base, for these products, for, for these particular orders, give me those type of metrics. You're hitting right on it. And when I see the, when I see what is, and, and you know, we talked earlier about black Friday to cyber Monday, we talk about, you know, there's some time time periods are more sensitive, more important than others. Um, it even becomes that much more magnified is the, the ability to. And, and that's where I feel like where we have to do better as a company always is to assist and work with um, our subscribers to help them learn those first initial uh, methods of look, determining where that value is. Because they're busy doing other things and they don't necessarily live every day in the tool like we do. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's really where the value is. And it and it does produce those answers for you. Yeah, it makes sense. Makes sense. Then in the public, in the public, one thing I've noticed in, in public, um, in the whole D2C marketing space is we talk a lot about acquisition. We talk about retention. Acquisition would be paid, influencer, all that stuff. We talk about retention, which is predominantly email and any other way you can communicate with your um, with your customers on a long-term basis. But we never talk about what I think is the holy grail of every e-commerce business, which is the products they sell. Now, what I found very interesting with Glue, um, as with many other business intelligence platforms, is the fact that you have you know a tab dedicated to products. Okay. And in your products, you have like, you know, your high gross margin, you have your most profitable, you have your discounted products. You, you actually categorize products by segments. Um, yes. so, so how important is it to feed a platform like Glue your, your cost of goods, you know, um, so you could essentially use it to, you know, in some way, um, you know, just understand to, to empower you to know how to spend front end, you know, in terms of acquiring customers. And, you know, so, so 
does it offer that in terms of like how how deep would it go in in terms of like you know putting your cost of of goods you know um, so if I see a prize there how much is have have we put in 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 getting it into the warehouse from from manufacturing through to transportation to warehouse even to, to warehouse storage space yeah fabulous question that that hits home with me just because of my past life in the ERP world where that was obviously always a critical component of everything from financials to operations. Um, and the answer is yes, it's a, it's an integral part of what glue provides. We bring in cogs data three different ways. Um, we'll, imp- we'll import that data through the standard API if it's available. Um, we'll also provide a, a worksheet to allow it to be entered into manually, or we can do a manual import, meaning we just, you know, you can literally enter it in into glue real time and override it. If you want to override the values for some reason, or we can just do kind of bulk import of that. Um, but there's one, there's one or two metrics within glue, um, which I don't know how people would live without, live without. So I assume that they, to your point about investing on the front end, um, it's associated with it's got net profit by channel. So, and it's, so if you think about, and looking at your profitability and also, also of course, of your orders, uh, looking at the profitability uh, without having your, your cogs, it, it almost seems impossible to do that. I don't know how people, I think, you know, uh, when our, our subscribers are become you know, rhythmic of knowing that they have reliable cogs data in glue, it changes the game in terms of how they use it and also uh, who, who uses it because you, you get a lot of, you know, the marketing people, not the marketing people, but the financial people, the decision makers, um, people you know, making decisions about ad spend. It's, it's, it's central. Cog is a big factor for us um, in terms of differentiating ourselves from other platforms. Yeah, it's 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 so important, especially once you understand what your margins are, your gross margins are, and you know it just gives you that idea on how much you're going to spend, you know, how much you have to, how how much left you have to 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 spend, um, and I think it's it's a very powerful metric, you know, in terms of like um, products. Clavio is the e-commerce marketing platform that helps brands build relationships with memorable email and SMS messages. Today, more than 50,000 brands like Living Proof, Hint, and Choppies choose Clavio to help them grow. Learn more and get started with the free trial at clavio.com slash 2x. That is K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash 2x. Okay. Um, what about like, um, cost of shipping? Um, it's, it's a very, very, um, it's not really talked again, you know, um, in, in, in the D2C space. Um, but it can make a break profitability if, um, especially when you're discounting shipping. So, so how can you use a business intelligence tool like glue to, to dig out quite rapidly? Um, yeah. if, if, if shipping costs are killing your business essentially. Yeah, I I can't tell you how spot on your comment is. Um, the the desire uh, the the requirement starts with having all ship all the shipping costs um, identified and included in what is one of the, you know 
one of our integrations. So in, in the warehouse, available for reporting. That's first of all. Yeah. Second of all, the ability in a standard way, uh, just as you said, by the way, uh, in combination with promotions and discounts um, and by, by order, by part of the world, by you know, all the different ways you want to look at it. Um, it is, as I said earlier, the, the best use case I've ever seen is a company that you know has all the resources in the world. It's a monstrous company, European company, $30 billion. They've been around a long time. Um, it's some, you know, brands we would all recognize. And you'd think that uh, among the things that they are most concerned with uh, is their ability to have a handle on shipping costs and what that's, what's that do? I guess managed shipping is cost through the whole life cycle of um, the, the, that revenue stream. So in other words, they don't want to find out after the fact that they're getting killed. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to, they, they want to have the information as real time as possible about what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so having this in their case, they have their, their, their marketing managers all have, because they manage centrally for different parts around the world. They all are required to use glue to do their daily reporting. And it mm-hmm. includes very close monitoring of what's go- what's happening with their, ma- their, respective management of their shipping costs as it relates to the, the orders for that time period. Okay. It's, it's key. It's It's a key component. It's critical. It's critical. Really, really critical. Um, so in in regards to your multi-channel integration, um, what major platforms do you offer integration with? I would assume the, the Amazons, the Ebays, um, the Walmarts. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Makes sense. You know, and, you're, and really, that that is that's another driving force on the the criticality of having both the comprehensive data set, but also the integrity, because everything's becoming more complex. Yeah. If you think from a from a buyer side, they can research, do all the research they want. They can find where they think the best place to go is to make that purchase. In the aggregate, that will represent whatever the behavior is for that period, for that buying period, for that particular product. And the ability for um, the online seller to figure out what's happening with the, you know, among their channels, Mm -hmm. you know, all these different channels, what's with their customers. um, It's just becoming more complex and the ability to have the data uh, at your fingertips to see what's happening for your customer base across multiple channels is another key part of what, because in our case, we have, we have some of our subscribers could have a cart system, an ERP system. They could have Shopify, they could have NetSuite and a POS system. Mm -hmm. That's a separate system from those three, as well as all the multitude of the, you know, advertising um, and all the other things that are more common to those platforms. And they, they're tracking, they have to be tracking what's happening um, across all three of those channels. Mm. What about attribution? Um, so what, how do you handle attribution? It's a very contentious issue um, given how we access data, how we access, you know, platforms, how we access, you know, brands. Everything is quite on demand um, from a customer standpoint. Um, nothing is being served. You don't have to sit down in front of a television to be served ads and, you know, you'd be able to probably calculate, you know, the effectiveness of a, of an advert 
And, you know, given the fact that we, we move from device to device, um, what's Glue's approach to to attribution uh, um, and, and what, you know, how, how do you, how, how do you, how, how do you handle attribution? Well, our, we had uh, in the first uh, release and then for, I guess, for the first couple of years, we had built in um, an attribution model. Our data, this is the, the same e-com or the data team that I was spoke of um, that we thought was more, most, um, I would say commonly accepted um, and then, you know, the, the attribution model, attribution models come out from many different influential sources, including the carts themselves. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then what we found is we weren't ready to give up. Um, like what we believed was a very, the powerful, you know, method of attribution that we thought would be more useful this is like primarily from, you know, I, I live at a little higher level. So for me, it's first order and last order is kind of okay. like that, that was pretty much like my extent of the details of it. But I'm in meetings approving, approving significant like, you know, investment in development time to accommodate and maintain both what we believe is the most effective attribution model, but also support um, our, you know, our customers, for example, are wanting an attribution model that they think tracks more with their cart system, for example. Mm-hmm. And so we have the ability to toggle within uh, glue.io and you can look at multiple attribution models across mm-hmm. the same set of metrics. Yeah. So instead of getting, our view is instead of getting into a squabble that hardwires one way or the other, our goal is to provide the flexibility and the insights. Um, what I guess now amounts to the two most prevalent ways of looking at attribution. Um, and they're both inside glue.io right now. Okay. Makes sense. Um, what about BI, your BI tunnel? So how does all of this, you know, all of what we talked about, um, from, you know, um, CAC to lifetime value to, you know, um, product cost cogs and, you know, shipping orders, how does this all fit into, to the BI tunnel, your business intelligence tunnel? Okay. Yeah. Fabulous question because it's if you think about um, say sixty to seventy percent of um, every uh, all of the insights you know metrics KPIs all the different types of information that's derived from that data warehouse all that data that would be meaningful seventy percent of it is what we all want to see it's what we all share. It's what's common to all of us, but there's always going to be um, a 30, 25 to 30, excuse me, percent that is specific to a specific company, a specific management team, a specific industry, a specific brand, things that they're looking for that isn't necessarily going to be part of our standard offering, but we have all the data. And so what glued, what we allow in, in the glue data in the subscription is so there are a number of BI tools, although all the BI tools, it could be Tableau, it could be Looker, it could be Periscope, it could be Mode, it could be Nand, Domo, and primarily any SQL-based BI tool. It could be Google Data Studio, okay? Yep. It's, there's a, there may be a BI tool that is present that within the organization. We bundle a BI tool in our subscription from Mode, and it's a, we like that tool. It's a powerful tool. We 
embodied and included in the subscription. And so for a Group Plus or Group Plus Premium, and what that allows us to do is hit that data warehouse and create custom, visu custom visualizations um, that are very powerful against that same data set and then locate them in on the left nav of Glue.io in tunnel mm -hmm. so that the user experience is a, the same common user experience of getting both the standard set, okay. but also those custom visualizations. So okay. I'll give you a, one of my best, best ever was um, a cohort analysis, uh, a pretty sophisticated cohort analysis, a heat map, and some specific things that a, a more seasoned, um, one of our most more seasoned customers was looking for. Um, she was used to a certain set of reports from a prior company. Um, she loved glue. She still uses it to this day. But there's three or four reports that were really critical to her, and she was thrilled that we had the data. But she wanted to see that. And so we built those custom reports for her and we it automatically imports it into tunnel. So if I go to the left nav and click on tunnel, what pops up are where my custom reports are and I can pop those open and it has the same look and feel as the rest of glue. And now I have a composite of everything I need. Um, again, the key thing there, Kunle, the most important thing to me there is not, is, is, it's kind of like, um, maybe I'm more of a behind the curtains guy. It's mm -hmm. not that the reports there, that that's table stakes to me. What's important is that that hourly refresh on the data that yeah. comes into the warehouse ETL that is provisioning for that report. Mm -hmm. That is where the real productivity gain and the competitive edge is. Because mm -hmm. think about it. If I'm going to have to be find a way to pay somebody to constantly be developing reports against a more the cur a current data set, I'm not in business. I, I need to be exactly. real time. Exactly. I need to be real. I need to know I'm going to my data in real time automatically. Yeah. And that's where that power of those integrations comes in. It makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. So it's, it's a singular data source. Yeah. It's a singular dashboard essentially in a, an interface that you're very familiar with. Um, just piping yes. in, you know, all the BI, yes. you know, um, tools into, into glue and then, you yes. know, process visualizing it essentially and making decisions in the instance and then it refreshes. Can you imagine, can you imagine if you were the chief marketing officer or the chief financial officer or the CEO or even an owner mm -hmm. uh, of, a, of a D2C brand or a large, a, a large, uh, you know, CPG company or even a merchant that's got a great store. Okay. Mm -hmm. Could you imagine if you said, um, I'm not sure at any time, so picture the picture a case where I've got multiple, I've got multiple channels. I've even got multiple stores for different parts of the world, and I've got multiple channels in each of those areas. Mm -hmm. And now I'm being asked to provide reporting up to the C-suite and to the people that are the stakeholders. And I want to know I have all the accurate data for all those things you just said. Now, Cogs, real time, everything, exactly. Everything. Mm -hmm. everything. And I say, what confidence can I have? What confidence like, can I have that that BI analyst in Denmark or New Orleans or in Bonn, Germany, or wherever they are, how do I know that those people are going to have the same execution upon the same data set for the same calculation so I have standardization across my enterprise when I tell people what my return on ad spend is or I tell people what my AOV or CAC or all these, you know, what, what is my, what are my most profitable channels? Mm -hmm. that, that confidence level has got to be built up through 
having a data platform like Lou that says, I brought all these sources into a single place and I can render it out to everybody in a standard way, not a unique way, standard across the whole organization. Yeah. Yeah. Makes, makes a, it makes a ton of sense now. Makes a ton of sense. Okay. Um, I, th- I think this has been really, really thorough. Um, the only final question I had was, no, I, I guess, I know, I guess, I guess, I guess it's, it's thorough. Um, what are your thoughts here? Final question I had was, what are your thoughts on, um, cause you, you connect to, 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 to 95, you know, plus, um, you know, um, data sources and growing plus the, the BI tunnel thing, which is really infinite, you know, based on wherever data is coming in. What are your thoughts on analytics, Google Analytics, any analytics platform and um, a, a platform traffic data? So wh- where's Holy Grail? Would you, um, do you tr- which do you trust better, Shopify's data or Google Analytics data? That's a phenomenal question. Um, I probably shouldn't answer that question <laughs> because my answer would be anecdotal. Okay. I'm off of some meeting. I mean, I was just recently in a session where I was, you know, put off by the fact that we're still having a conversation with one of our largest customers right now, um, even though we have everything sorted out. But um, I I think I would just say that um, what we try to do at Glue is make sure that and that we are constantly seeking the single and providing the single source of the truth. Okay. okay. Um, and uh, I don't really have an answer for what, which where's the Holy grail, because for us, those are both in a critical integrations for us to a majority of our customers. So you, you kind of figure it out. You, you find a, a, a fine line between um, because they, 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 they're never, ever the same. They're never the no. same. But the, I just, I love your question so much because the gal that leads our data team, I talk to her probably 10 times a year and we have this discussion 10 times a year (laughs) and it's always about with a single customer. Yeah. And, uh, but we continuously, so I'll give you an example, you know, um, in the environments section of glue, in other words, where you can set your parameters. Yes. We are trying to build in the flexibility to let, again, to accommodate the people that view the world from a different model. Mm-hmm. In other words, customer to customer, they may answer that question differently. Mm-hmm. So we were trying to build in when you put up your, at your setup, when you're making your setup selections, like I'll give you an example. Do you want, when you calculate revenue, um, I, do you want to include returns and discounts? For example, I'm just making something up. Okay. Yeah. I want, I want you to include the calculation, every calculation for revenue to include discounts and returns. Another customer might say, I don't want to don't have want to. return. I don't want that reflected in my revenue. I want to see top line revenue and you can calculate my returns elsewhere. So what we do instead of fighting that battle is we're trying to give you the flexibility at setup to make those, to toggle left or right and make those selections. So glue is going to be configured for you the way you want it. Okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. Makes sense. Cool. 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 Your integration list is quite impressive, you know, um, from the, from what I could see here. Right. Um, so, for people who want to, you know, follow what you know Glue is is doing, where where is the best? Where, where are you most active on? Um, are you more active on social on your blog? And how can people really, you know, um, get the best from you know e-commerce BI business intelligence? Yeah, 
I think probably I'd ask them to hit our website. Okay. Uh, does that make sense? I mean, to yeah. me, to me, to, I, I would, and this is not, I don't mean this as a sales pitch. I just mean it as a true thing is I, I, in fact, I always feel totally inadequate in these interviews because I always feel I fail at being able to really pass along what this platform is capable of doing for companies. But I would say go to, go to glue.io and do a, take a trial. It's a 10 day trial. It's free and try it. And then, and go ahead and hit our client success team up with all the questions that you want. And, and because there are actually customers we've had for now all four years and, and, you know, in our business renewal, renew renewal and it's yeah. so important just like any other company yeah. and so i put a tremendous emphasis on retention and renewals which thankfully is going well for us um but i would say like go ahead and try it and but i was gonna say we have customers that literally this i know this sounds crazy but there's one table that one that there's a, a decision maker says that one table is why i want that subscription mm-hmm that literally there can be certain, um, you know, information, you know, the, the reporting that's so critical. I mean, we have things like the daily snapshot and I mean, we even talk about segments. Uh, no, there's a po- no. very powerful segmenting capability for customers, products, orders, inventory. Um, just very powerful to create those segments and affect them and push them to uh, mail systems, et cetera. But yeah. anyway, but just try it out and see. And even if they don't subscribe, that's fine. It's a lot of times you can get ideas even about, Oh, I didn't know. That's a great idea. I'll cl- I should be looking at my ROAS this way. I didn't even know I should include these three columns in my ROAS calculation. Yeah. You know, simple things that might help them. Yep. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely link to, to the site, um, to, to your site from, from the, um, from the show notes. I think for, for me, as in my, my key takeaway, having looked at, look, looked at your integrations is that um, your, what you see in Glue is only as powerful as the data sources you provide, you know, the platform. And um, with if you're running a Shopify site, you know, Big Commerce or Magento, most of the your go-to growth and retention, um, you know, um, platforms or tools have you know direct um integration yeah. with you know from the optimizely's to the clavios to you know um yeah to to yeah so you, you have all that on here and um you can quite easily um just measure you know measure growth you know just measure just get your your, your data in um to the platform well, michael um it's, it's been a pleasure having you you know on onto the show thank you so much for for sharing you know tips on uh, you know analytics and, and business intelligence for e-commerce thank you it was a pleasure enjoyed it cheers Thanks for listening to this episode of 2X e-commerce. We encourage you to connect with our community of 2X e-commerce listeners on our Facebook group, e-commerce growth accelerator mastermind. Just search for 2X e-commerce on Facebook to find it, answer three questions and you'll be approved. Grab the show notes of this episode on our website, 2xecommerce.com. Finally, if you haven't already, give the show a review on your podcasting app. Catch you on the next show and keep growing.